1: listening to the Tennis.com podcast and here's your host Ed McGrogan. I want to welcome everyone back to the Tennis.com podcast. Uh, I'm Ed McGrogan. I have a special guest today, um, a frequent Tennis.com contributor and one of the certainly the most well-respected uh, longest tenured journalists really in tennis in the game. I hope you don't mind the uh, Saying that about you, Matt. But uh, we have Matt Cronin here. Um, I wanted to catch up with Matt before the U.S. Open. Um, he'll be back, uh, you know, reporting from Flushing Meadows. So, Matt, just wanted to say hi. And I haven't haven't uh, chatted with you in a little while. So, just how are you doing?
0: I feel great. I mean, it's been I think five weeks when I got hurt very badly, which would have been in August. So, um, I'm not August, excuse me, March, sorry about that to you guys, uh, March 15th. And I've been working very, very hard. I realized it was tough. Um, every single day I had to get up and see what was going on and whether I was going to, uh, survive in my life and all that kind of thing. But I'd say about the, since the be maybe four or five, six weeks ago, I could Get up every single day and said, Okay, I want the US. I want to be able to get there. I'm feeling better. I'm faster. I can talk more. I can uh, read a little bit more. I mean, there, there's a lot of different things going on with me, but I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And finally, it looks like, uh, what is it now? Another week, something like that?
1: One week. I better together. start
0: talking, okay? <laughs> one, one week. exactly. And listen, I mean, I, yeah, I've already told you this, and most people, I'm not going to be perfect. You know, I'm going out there. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to try. It's not like last year or anything like that, but I really want to try. I want to be there. I think I'll be able to do it at least a little bit, and I can be quiet a bit, you know, not like I used to, so hopefully it'll be exciting, and uh, can't wait to get there serious.
1: Yeah, no, I know that, you'll be on the uh, U.S. Open's radio commentary as, uh, you know, you've been there doing that for years, not only just at the U.S. Open, but uh, at other slams as well. And, uh, you know, I know that's where your voice uh, has been missed across the, you know, really the whole tennis community here. So if you don't mind me asking just for readers and listeners who may not know, um, you know, just what did you go through earlier this year? I think I think it was right after the Australian Open.
0: Yeah, that was very dis- disappointing because I was in um, Australia for five weeks, and I was it was a great time. You know, I worked I think every single day beginning December twenty sixth, and then I'd say, which I actually haven't told many people, but about three days before the AO ended, I started to feel a little bit strange, and I actually called a couple of people at home, the United States, and said, I don't know what's going on here. But around my body, it feels very strange. I've never had it before. I'm 52, but it was 51 there. But I better check it out when I get back to uh, California. So I did. And uh, within two days, it hit me hard. You know, I'm sitting, I'm talking to my kids, laughing, telling me things to them. And then I almost collapsed. And then really since February there, I just started being looked, you know, from all over the place in San Francisco. San Francisco, um, looking at my body, seeing what was going on. And obviously they saw that I had something to my brain and what a cancer was, what would happen, you know, all of that. And it really didn't happen till be March 5th. They didn't really know what happened until I lie down and all the doctors are there and they rip it out of you and they look to really see what's inside. And I did very, very well. However, they also saw that there was something inside of me and they put it together and said, look, you've got something inside. We don't really know where is it gonna go, what's gonna happen later, all of that. So um, how to start from there. And then I got slammed hard 10 days before that, which was the 15th, even though I felt fantastic, right? Um, I mean, I don't wanna get too much into all this, but I was having a very good time out in the morning in California, running around, right? We all do, right? We like to have an exercise, all that kind of thing. And then I got hit out of nowhere, almost died on the 15th and uh, woke up the next morning and said, look, I'm going to live here. So don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. It's different. I can't talk the way I can, all of that. It was totally different, but I'm ready to fight. I want to go regardless of what happened. So From there on, you know, I've been fighting the whole time. Lots of doctors and all that. But, I mean, really the major thing for me, and I've been seeing the doctors every 30 days, something like that. He said I've expected well beyond most people. I mean, seriously. And I'm not saying I'm going to die next year or five years or ten years. But he said I've been incredible the last, I'd say, Two three months and I've been rusting really quickly, so I'm happy about that.
1: Oh, that, I mean, that is just fantastic to hear from uh, from myself, from everybody else that I can speak for. And you know, when when you I think were absent from um, you know a lot of the really the the day to day tennis that I think you've thrived in for so many years. You know, we saw so I read so many nice. Um, tweets of support from you know fans, media, even players. Um, Steve Tigner our you know who works for us. Joel Drucker as well. They wrote some really lovely pieces you know about you and I think and just you know the impact that, uh, yeah, that you've had really on the sport from a journalism perspective. And it's I just want to say it's you know it's fantastic that. You know, in whatever capacity you'll be uh, at the open. And Like I said, I know you'll be doing some radio work there. It's it's going to be great to have you back there. You know, in the room with all of us, and you know, letting people, you know, get their fix of you again. Because I think uh, a lot of them miss hearing from you. So yeah, I just want to say it's it's great to have you back.
0: Well, that's very very
1: nice. And on the on my side,
0: seeing what people are saying to me, really, I people are so nice to me and who are so legitimate to me. That includes you and the friends and how nice they made me. I mean, it wasn't like they just went in there and said, okay, Matt, good luck, blah, blah, blah. I mean, people actually knew. And I'm telling you from one day all the way until I die, when 20 years, 30 years, one year, whatever, I'm always going to respect what everyone said recently. Again, because they're so 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 nice, wow. really, and it makes for me, for tennis, it. I just absolutely love there, love being there, people there, the whole thing. So let's do it again, right? Let's we'll do it. Try it yeah. one more time. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's coming up fast. Just uh, you know, we're just about a few days away, really, from everything. So you know, while I have you here, I, I definitely wanted to, I, I guess, just maybe catch up with you. Get some thoughts you have on really the game going into the open. I mean, what, uh, what have you been watching lately in, in terms of tennis? What have you caught from a tournament's perspective?
0: Well, I'd say though, you know, with me, cause this is realistic. I mean, there was a, I'd say the first two to three months after I got hurt, it wasn't as if I could actually watch it more. So I started with in France about halfway through. Okay. So I could watch it. I could see it. I could remember it. And from then on, I've watched it as, as, you know, it's pretty much as I could. So then now, getting through yesterday, for we had Cincy, then we had Canada, all of that. I've been looking close, and at this point, it's pretty wide open to everywhere. And we have, what, so yesterday, which I'm sure you saw, you had Roger getting through. He wins Cincinnati. We find out that Rafa can't play. We have... Novak who all of a sudden had a beautiful Wimb- Wimbledon excuse me to be uh, fed, what was it 7-5 in the fifth or something like that right to win yep. yep right something like that but then he comes over to the US and doesn't look like he's very good and he and he isn't um sure as to how he's going to play his best right and we have Murray who hasn't played well now what almost a year since he's been hurt it's been so I mean he, I mean since at least he,
1: really since he you know almost it's kind of he, he won Wimbledon and we uh we really just haven't seen that the, that type of Andy Murray since that point so it's been puzzling for Murray for sure you know he'll be yeah he'll be he'll be ranked uh, number eight or nine actually
0: yeah I mean I'm sure you know as well as I do or better okay but if you look at the ATP right now. What was the last time you said, Okay, I know the guy was coming? There's going to be one guy who's gonna be great and it's totally open. And right now, I'd say the last time might have happened, what, two thousand three with with Andy? And I, I mean Yeah,
1: essentially that, I, Essentially the pre Roger era of dominance. I mean, you you have always had for the most part um, you know I, I the year the tennis year has largely been almost written by this point in in the season by late August and that and that's really up for you know it's for the taking right now. I think this US Open in particular is an opportunity for a lot of players to really you know kind of assert themselves as ha- be having the best year of everyone. Absolutely I mean you
0: look at so it was nice to see that Roger actually won an ATP again, right? because it's been tough for him to win what was it, 2012? was still more or less up there, right? Because he won, he won in England, right? And after that, he won, what, two tournaments from last year, as far as I remember. So he's he's getting close, very, very close, but he hasn't actually won it again. So you tell me, he comes in next week, is he's the man? Because yesterday, all of a sudden, he wins a tournament again? He'll be close, I'd say that, but I can't see for sure that he's got a... The, um, big guy coming in because i don't see that of him or anyone else at this point
1: yeah i actually i mean i do when we do our picks uh i will be picking roger to win the open i think for not only just on his form but because of you know so many other factors that are kind of really uh coalescing into this moment i think a huge opportunity for him at you know age uh 33 right now which I don't think any of us foresaw that long ago but I, I am going to give you know Roger the nod with this it, it's going to be it it will be so interesting if he does perhaps end up playing Djokovic you know in the final they're going to be the one and two seeds and you know the kind of history that they've had at the U.S. Open uh, in particular with Djokovic saving match points against him in two straight semifinals, two straight years so you know if that does yep. if that does happen to pass that'll be something but there are you know there are chances for any number of players like you say
0: some though what about the i mean you know again but you look at the younger guys who are the younger guys now who are actually going to go win i mean you look we looked at milos a uh, Lost,
1: I think, what six
0: times now to Federer, and he it and he like yeah,
1: and he hasn't looked good in, in many of those losses, and uh, and, you know, and otherwise, and hasn't Dimitrov to... too. Dimitrov, I
0: like to watch, but I'm not sure can he actually get to the final. Uh, that that's a long way, even though he's got talent.
1: I I, th- I think the best of five set format on him is still going to be an obstacle, kind of until proven otherwise. I think he has made such good strides across the board but you know best of five is a different dynamic all around he's going to have a very high seat I will say that so he's going to have a good draw no matter no matter what and maybe you know he can kind of work his way into this type of event but it, it has been um you know Dimitrov overall has not disappointed this year whatsoever him and Raonic
0: no definitely I mean hey look I you look at Dimitrov;
1: maybe he's playing a little bit better than
0: his longtime girlfriend now, and that would be Maria.
1: Yeah, let's let's get it. Exactly. We can switch over to that one. Yeah, let's. I mean, you are that. That is a fine segue as any there. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you know the women. Like I, I'm thinking about the women as well, and it, it is kind of in a little bit of a state of flux, almost just like the men to a degree. You know, we talk about Ivanovic. Uh, or, excuse me, over there she loses a match to Ivanovic that she shouldn't have lost uh, in Cincinnati, but it, it's kind of emblematic of where the tour is in general. This has not been Serena's, you know, best standout year by any means. Sharapova is also, you know, certainly hasn't won every match that you might expect her to. And you're seeing little, I think some resurgences by the, the old veteran guard, you know, Ivanovic, of course, Venus as well. Venus beat Serena, um, in Montreal, um, we're also going to see, I think, at this Open, a lot will be determined and said about how uh, Simona Halep does, given that number two seed she's going to have, and also Bouchard as well, who you know has had such a good streak in the majors but is really tired out uh, and kind of uh, come back to earth this summer. So you know, maybe some of your thoughts really on where the women stand. Well, again, listen, Serena Williams, I
0: would say, after more or less July – she said to herself, if I'm actually going to play again this year, i got to play very hard, have to get on the courts, not worry about how tired she was, started going for shots again. She does not. And you can tell when she's being honest about this. She said going into Stanford, which would have been in late July, I do not want to have a whole year when I'm not losing um, big players. So she did. I mean, she, she played three matches in a row, which is I, as far as I can remember – that she's played three straights in a row and not been tired, and not just kept fighting even when she wasn't playing well. So she played very, very well. She wins two tournaments, lost to Venus, but now she comes into the U.S. again. And at least I think for most of us, if she plays well and she has more confidence, she's going to be the person to pick out. But as what what else you were saying, there's so many things to deal with. You have Halep, who's a young player, number two. Hasn't won a slam yet, but she's getting closer and closer. Almost knocks out uh, Maria, I think six four in the third. I think it was in Cincy, something to that effect. And you can tell she and she had had that great,
1: you know, and she had that great French Open final with Sharapova too. And uh, like you said, knocking at the door but not there yet. Right, and
0: and of course, and Sharapova herself, you know, she's not perfect after the after France again. But that was a gigantic win by Maria to begin with. But getting in in um, I'd say the past two or three weeks, she's just pushing a little bit. But she basically wants to getting better when she gets to the N Y C because she's got to win a new one there too. I mean, she's what four slams now, or is it five? What? Five four sl- or four?
1: Four uh, slams, correct? Five, sl- five, five slams at right? one of each, and who would have thought that the most she would have is at the French with two?
0: Yep, and she's got since 2006 that she won the U.S., something to that effect. She needs another big one. Um, Lee is out. I mean, she won Australia, which is kind of strange. Petra, now here's another thing again. I mean, she she's in England, what was it now, six, seven weeks ago? She wins it for the second time, and then she starts playing badly again, immediately. Into the U.S., she could be out in two or three days, you know. And you were mentioning it.
1: Go ahead. No, I was going to say that. I mean, it's it, it's almost comical with the of stuff. It really is just the same old, you know. Even, even a second Wimbledon title doesn't seem to change, really. Just an incredibly inconsistent player. At, and She could be on round one. You never know.
0: She could be, or she could reach the final. But you're right. It's just impossible to know with her. I mean, she's she's big enough to do so, but she gets frustrated pretty quickly but you were mentioning back to, uh, to uh, Eugene Bouchard, who obviously had really good Australia, RG, right Wimbledon. All of a sudden, because I never saw that last year, she'd be that good as she did in 2014. I thought, okay, gradually she could be top 10, maybe top five, but all of a sudden she's pushing all the way to the back. I mean, really, she's very, very fast. She's consistent. She's smart, all that. But like you were saying, she goes back to Canada and she's got a huge amount of pressure, you could see. And all of a sudden, she she lost it. Now the question with her is, can she go in, into the U.S. and say, okay, this is the last big one, I want to show myself. And I would suspect, I don't know about you, but she's going to be very, very tough there because she's got a lot of good stuff going on right now.
1: She, If she's doing our, I mean... She is doing very well, regardless Regardless of just even those two little slip-ups there, so I think it's, you know, I, I think she'll kind of go down guns blazing, perhaps, you know, as a way to say it, with what she's got going on at the Open here, but um, but like I said at the top here, I want to kind of uh, wrap this up for a bit, and just let all you know, uh, once again, Matt on Twitter, Matt is on Twitter, as he always been, at Tennis Reporters, um, one of Sports Illustrated's must follows for I think two years running. Is that right?
0: Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I think
1: it, it is a just another honor. I, I thought I would have to mention there. And as good as it is, you know, speaking to you now, hearing you now, like I said, you'll be back um, in the U.S. Open radio booth, which you can catch all of um, those broadcasts on their website. Um, you know, it's going to be great to hear from you again there, and also, of course, to uh, see you in person in just a few days. So. Um, I'm really looking forward to this U.S. Open, you know, more than others for that reason. And uh, it's good to hear from you and good to have you back, Matt.
0: No, very, listen, very, very nice of you to bring me in to, for me to try to talk in front of you. So that's, that's big right there. So I hopefully, you know, you guys are all going to be fantastic again. I, I hope I'm at least mediocre. If I can do mediocre, I'll be happy about that. But seriously, I cannot wait to do it. Seriously.
1: I think you're I think you're grading yourself on the Federer curve there. It's uh, <laughs> your mediocre is is uh, kind of in the uh, the vintage range for pretty much anyone else myself included. So, um, Matt, thanks for coming on. We'll see you in a few days, and yes. to everyone out there, thank you uh, all for listening to the tennis.com podcast. You've been enjoying the tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to tennis.com.